are so excited for uh, our episode of Pep Talk, our parent experience podcast oh, today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am Pastor Kayla here with... I'm Pastor Robert. My first name is not actually Pastor. My first name is just Robert, but some people call me Pastor Robert, so that's a fun way to intro myself. Or just call him Pastor now. Uh, please hey, don't. <laughs> please don't call me Pastor. Robert's just fine. Rob. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, we're here with our FX speakers tonight, Craig and Audrey Bennett, and these are some incredible, who I would consider spiritual giants at our church that just love the Lord, love God's people. So would you guys say hi, say who you are? Hey, everybody. I am Craig Bennett here tonight. And I'm Audrey Bennett. Awesome. We loved having you guys at FX tonight. And so um, just to give everybody a little overview of who you are, could you tell us about your family and who you guys are? What do you guys do? All right. Well, I guess I can go first here. My name is Craig Bennett and um, uh, obviously married. This is my wife, Audrey Bennett. That's I guess that's why she's here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And because of that, we have two boys. So (laughs) amazing how that works. We have two boys. Uh, one just got married this summer. The other mm-hmm. one's getting married in a couple months. And so, awesome. um, yeah, we're entering a different chapter. And uh, I work at uh, Miller Associates. You know, everybody's got to tell about what they are by who, what they do, right? <laughs> so it's an engineering firm and um, do land development, and civil design, things like that. I'll turn it over to you, Audrey. And uh, I work at Platte Valley Medical Clinic as a nurse. I've lived in Nebraska for over 30 years. Where are you originally from? Uh This is a good fact. (laughs) Hawaii. So it's kind of fate that you guys met is what you're saying, because were you planning to go to Hawaii anytime soon, Craig? You know, I had never been outside of a contiguous state of Nebraska (laughs) before, so before I met her. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I know, I know your sons went to youth group with them. They're amazing. It was great connecting. You did a great job raising those kids. That's, I just want to encourage you guys that, uh, they were good friends growing up and I just applaud you guys for how you raised them. You did a great job, Uh a great job. I agree. So speaking of friends, our topic this month is friendship. Oh, and yes. so all month with our kids, we're talking about that virtue, that value of friendship. And not only is it important when you're a grade schooler, but it's also important as parents and everything in between. And so we're talking about this value and how much value Jesus puts on friendship mm-hmm. as well. Right. And so we can read all about that. So you guys came tonight and talked about friendship and life groups and community. So we just wanted to jump in and talk a little bit more about this value of friendship and the value of community. So you guys lead a life group, right? Oh, we sure do. Yeah. But I don't know if we lead it. We follow the others that are in our group, maybe. <laughs> They let us be uh, artificial leaders, maybe. <laughs> I love it. Um, Audrey, how long have you guys been involved in life groups at New Life? Oh, probably 28, 30, no, 30 years. Somewhere around About there. 30 yeah. years. So a long yeah. time is what you're saying. Well, yeah. compared to some people that might not even be that old. So. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor. Yeah, you've been, in, you've been in life groups longer than I've been alive. <laughs> So that's that's another fun fact. I love it. That's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So and you guys are currently in a group right now. Um, how 
how long has this group been intact that you guys are a part of? Wow. There's some people in our group that have been with us for over 15 years. Um, you know, so, I mean, they're family. Wow. I mean, really. Friendship. Oh, can't even describe it. So, yeah, it's been a while. And some of them are a few years. Um, so, yeah, we have all all different stages. Man. So it, in, let's start at the very baseline, right? Like, if you are thinking about your life group, like what are the th- like three main ingredients you need to have a great life group and like to build that great community in your group? Mm. Well, I would tell you that one of the three main ingredients um, in no particular order, but would be something that is probably Audrey's gifting. And I would say, talk about hospitality. Mm-hmm. I mean, You know, you have to be hospitable. You have to be humble. And and I think having a place to meet, like when we built our house, Craig designed it and we made it where we can have big groups of people for Bible studies and stuff. So that really helps because, you you know, you really need a space to do. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. And then. You know, you make food and people will come. <laughs> yeah. So I think hospitality is one main ingredient. I think another main ingredient is uh, being humble to what life groups might bring you, mm-hmm. you know, and how they may stretch you. If you go in and think you got it figured out, it's probably not going to go well. If you say, I don't have it figured out, it's going to be the best life group night you ever had. <laughs> you know, when you humbly... Humbly asking and leaning on God's God's word. What would you say a third thing would be? Top three. I would say um, just fellowship and friendship. I mean, I would say that is if if you if you intentionally seek those in a life group. I want to build relationships with these people. I want to build a, a friendship with these people because someday I'm going to lean on them. Someday they're going to need to lean on me. We're going to laugh together. We're going to cry together. We're going to experience life together. You just grow together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've got parents listening, and I think every good parent wants their kids to have great friendships, Mm. to grow up and have meaningful friendships. But I think if we're honest, a lot of us adults, you know, parents included, would say, man, I don't know that I have meaningful friendships in my life. Mm. And I want that for my kids, but how do I find that for myself? Because I think it starts probably with getting meaningful friendships for for you also, so that you're able to lead by example for your kids. So I think there's probably parents listening right now who are feeling in that state of maybe some loneliness, feeling like, man, I I need some some more friends. So how have you seen friendships um, play a role in your life as you were parenting or even um, post-parenting? How have, how have friendships played a part in, in your guys' life? Wow. So, you know, there's different stages as a parent in life when you have your kids and they're growing up and you know that you're going to have to experience things with them or even humbly share things with them. And... Um, one of the gals in our life group, you know, we had to have the talk, 
I can say the talk, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so she gave us some great material, gave us some direction. And it's like, I don't think I want to do this. And Audrey's like, you got to do it. But that friendship is, is I wouldn't have went that conversation with some gal in our life group to tell us how to do this, but it was, it was such a blessing. I mean, it was, it, my boys laughed at the whole process, <laughs> which made it so great for me. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's just different moments like that that you kind of go, this is something I'm going to have to experience with our kids, and I don't want to do it alone. I don't want to do it alone. I want our life group to, I want our friends to come alongside of me. It's not I, just Audrey and I. I think it's like a give and take kind of thing too. You know, you can't expect to make a friend when you're doing all the work. Sure. You know, um, when we had... The kids, I was in a young mom's group. We would, um, I made friends with, with a couple of the moms there. And for date night, you know, we'd take turns. One weekend was their turn. We'd watch their kids, wow. you know. So, we didn't, so really, we didn't really have to hire a babysitter or anything. Um, not very much. We yeah. just traded. And that was like a great friendship. And then our kids grew up together, you know, until... I think it it's not a given, you know, you have to give and take to make those close friendships. That's great. That's great. So there's someone listening right now who says, okay, I want those friendships. I want to take that step. What, what would you, how would you encourage them? What's, how could they start? How could they start just to start building, to building friendships? What's the first step that they could take? Mm, a baby step is, is embracing uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. If you can embrace uncomfortable, you know that you're going to go in and to a place and environment, and you may or may not know these people very well, maybe at all. Embrace it and just know that God is going to do something with that time. I mean, He may stretch you, but that first step is just embracing uncomfortableness. We, you, you, you said loneliness, man. Mm -hmm. I think of loneliness, and I don't want to embrace loneliness, but some of us do because that becomes comfortable. Hmm. Embrace fellowship and friendship that may not be comfortable to people. That would be a first step. You have to know that you need it. Jesus, Jesus tells us that we need others. We're not to be alone. Yeah, in Genesis chapter two or three, after he creates man, it's the first thing that God says is not good for mm. man to be alone. Mm. We're designed for for relationship, yeah. right? And so it's it's ingrained in us, but it's uncomfortable sometimes because it's messy. It's oh. not easy. And I think that's a great encouragement for parents. That's great. Yeah, and I think that the value of um, one of the things you said tonight was whatever you do, like pursue it passionately. Mm. And I think if as parents we value good friendships for our kids and we value good friendships for each other, we have to passionately pursue it. And so I love that the baby step is like, be willing to be in a spot that's uncomfortable, but then you have to passionately follow through. Um, one of the conversations we had, we were talking about what it looked like to be a committed friend. Um, and Audrey, you were talking about how, you know, it can't be a one-sided relationship, right? If someone reaches out, okay, I, I need to reach back and you watch my kids. Hey, let me offer to watch your kids too, even if it is uncomfortable, right? Um, but what's maybe something you can encourage our parents with, with being committed 
to other friendships. I think sometimes it's easy for us to just like take a friendship and like, mm. oh, thanks for taking care of me tonight. Yeah, bye. <laughs> you know, but what's up like um, maybe whether you have an example or just a word of encouragement on like how can we be committed in friendships? Mm. I think is looking at someone else before you look at your own need. I've got a Saturday that's free. Does someone in our life group um, have something that they need? Maybe they need a tree trim. Maybe they just need me to stop by. Maybe I need someone to stop by. Maybe you have mm. to be vulnerable. Hey, yeah. you know, I know I could probably do this project on my own, but yep. hey, could you come alongside of me yeah. and help me in my yard? So, so many of us say, I just want to do it on myself. Yep. And True. so I think there's a, there's a part about telling people or asking people, I need some help. Yep. Mm. Look for opportunities mm. to get together or do things together. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. The Bible says, look for opportunities on how to do good for each other. Yeah. And in Hebrews, don't give up on meeting together, oh, right? Absolutely. Like, let's be consistent and let's continue to do that. And the great thing as a parent is our kids are going to see that biblical friendship lived out by being committed and consistently showing up for other people, getting blessed by other people showing up for us, that then we can pray that that is passed, that virtue and that value is passed on to our kids and they can see what a good friend really looks like. And they can be a good friend how Jesus would want them to as well. Yeah. I think one, one, one more thing that I would, I would ask here is there's, there's some people who right now they're listening, they're feeling lonely. They're mm -hmm. feeling, okay, I don't have this community. Um, or they're going through something hard and they wish they had someone with them. There's other people who are like, man, life's going pretty good right now. Like maybe I don't have those friendships right now, but I mean, I'm doing all right right now. What kind of warning would you give that person who says, okay, I don't need to take that step right now. Maybe if things get worse, um, how would you, how would you speak to those people? Well, I would say that is probably in, in, in our lives that has been the biggest red flag. When things are going really good and they feel comfortable, I know that I need to have friends around. I know that I need to have a sense of community because I know that this is a season. I mean, the disciples had a season of walking with Jesus, but there was a time when they they didn't have him. It's like, whoa. Who could have who could have imagined walking with him and then not? And and I, th I think of there are times in our lives when we go, man, financially I'm I'm successful or my job is going good, my marriage is going good, my kids are going good, and I'm it's like I don't need church, I don't need God, I don't need relationships, I don't need other couples. Hmm. I got everything all together. Why would I need to be around some Christian friends or or be stretched? And it's that time. It's that it's that time when you need it the most because you don't know what's around the corner and you don't know what encouragement you might bring to other people. But if you don't build that relationship when the times are good, you won't have that availability as much to have it when they're bad. Hmm. That's good. Yeah, that's wise. And so I think that's our encouragement this month is like, find some great community to get plugged into, right? Like, uh -huh whether it's through a life group, whether it's connecting with your neighbor that you haven't gotten to talk to yet, yes. you know, getting involved at being committed on Sundays at mm. church, you know, like get committed and involved in community 
Um, whether it's going great right now or it's a rough time and you are feeling lonely, either way, we are better together. And Amen. we really believe that. So, yes. And you don't know, give up. Don't give mm. up. Yeah. Because it's easy up. to do that. You know, you try and then it doesn't work. You know, it's easy to give up, but don't give up because there's somebody out there that, you know, that you can help each other. I would say if along those lines too, if, if somebody's out there tonight, tomorrow, anytime, and they're listening to this and they're going, you know, how do, how do I actually break through that? I would say, let's substitute something that is comfortable that you do daily with something that might bring you to a life group. Maybe it's, you know, every night I spend this time on social media or I do this or I watch this show or something. What if you just substituted that with, like you said, walking across the yard and introducing myself to a neighbor because it's going to build a relationship. Mm -hmm. What if I substituted that time with picking up the phone and calling someone maybe needs a word of encouragement or maybe I need to be encouraged, mm -hmm. but I just want to build a relationship. Substitute something that is so comfortable with something that's very intentional to build a relationship. I love that. That's so good. That's so good. So our final question for you as we wrap this up, we like to ask all of our guests, you guys are numero uno, oh my God. you're number one, so way to go. So at least there's no bar that we have to try and reach. Yeah. Yes. It's like way down here, right? You get, to give, you get to give the first advice. I think this has been a great first episode, but the final question for you guys is um, what is something that you've learned in your parenting that you wish you would have known sooner to encourage those young parents out there so that they can be a little bit ahead of the curve, a little mm. bit further ahead than you were as a young parent. Mm. Audrey. I think it's to be, oh, I can't think of the word, consistent. You know, when you go to church or Go to a Bible study. Don't say, oh, I don't want to do it, you know, and skip a night or skip a weekend or a Sunday, you know, be consistent and, um, you know, teach them the truth mm -hmm. from the Bible. So. I would say, looking back, if there's one thing I would share, if I could do it differently with my kids, I would share the times that I spent trying to study or to learn more about what God's doing in my life or preparation, I did not share very often those times with my boys. Hmm. You know, and if I could do that differently, I would take them on that journey with me because it's really a journey. I mean, you're just being transparent and saying, hey, this is what this is what I, I'm gonna do from a I'm doing for an adult group. They're young. Hey, they're gonna learn that, hey, dad asks questions, mom asks questions. Um, there's a, if there's one more thing I would share, it would be that seeing your parents pray together. If I could go back in time and I could um, not intentionally do it just to do that, but to see us pray together more, I know that that would be a bigger resonator for them. Wow. Those are inspiring. It's great, great mm -hmm. advice. Well, thank you guys so much. One last comment, Craig. I love that we're kind of matching oh today. Goodness. I just really wanted to bring it up. Like, we have great style. I've got a little bit more hair uh, than you, but uh, 
Hopefully, hopefully I don't, you know, lose it now because I mentioned that, you know, that's exactly what's going to happen now. If you aren't watching over on YouTube, you can go watch us on YouTube. Parent experience over there. You can see what we look like. But thank you guys for being here. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for having us. Yes. Parents, remember, you're doing a great job. We're your cheerleaders cheering you on. Keep raising amazing kids to know and love God. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye.